and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Tales from the Crypt. My name is Glenn and I will be your host as together we explore the wonderful world that is Gateway Horror. And I can happily bring to you this very kind of spur of the moment mini episode in a way, if you will, because this episode is going to be all about the Child's Play remake. I am pretty excited uh, to talk to you guys about this. I just recently got out of the theater, saw an early 7 o'clock showing. Nice, nice and early. I learned my lesson. Um, I feel like with Brightburn seeing that, you know, about an hour away at a midnight showing, it was a little rough. A little rough the next work day. But was able to get a nice early showing of Child's Play, and I felt like I had to come on here and talk about it sooner rather than later because Child's Play, the remake, has been kind of really really been at the forefront of a lot of discussion in the horror community a lot of back and forth a lot of strong opinions and i wanted to come on here and give you um you know my honest reaction that being said ladies and gentlemen this is a spoiler filled episode i will be doing my best um to kind of leave out major plot points but i also like you know if they just happen to come up in conversation um that is very well within the realm of possibility uh, in fact i almost guarantee that at certain points it will happen so if the plot of child's play is super important to you um you know if you want to kind of stay in the dark until you go and see this in the theater you might be better off waiting on until later if you're going to see this uh regardless uh then by all means continue to listen but it's really important to me that i don't spoil here um anything for anybody because i want you to enjoy this movie to like you know the maximum extent that you can uh so that being said ladies and gentlemen there are spoilers in this episode in this review episode that is and um you know just be forewarned. Um, but before we go ahead and jump into that, I don't have all the segments here on this episode because I'm focusing just really on Child's Play. But I do want to give an awesome, awesome uh, shout out to our good friends over at Aero Video who have just been killing it lately uh, with all their quality releases and their sales. As if their releases weren't, you know, awesome enough in themselves, there are now all types of these Aero sales going on. Best Buy. <laughs> Amazon, their own website. Um, no matter where you look, it seems like you can get an awesome deal on some Arrow features. And a recent one that just came out is the Andromeda Strain. But before he created Westworld and Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton first blurred the line between science fiction and science fact with his breakout success, The Andromeda Strain. Two years after the novel's publication, Robert Wise of The Haunting directed the film adaptation, a nail-biting blend of clinically realized docudrama and astonishing sci-fi visuals that ushered in a new subgenre, the killer virus biological thriller now for me like those like virus like movies always creep me out so uh this is definitely one uh you know to be aware of if you've uh, ever heard of the andromeda strain or you're interested in checking it out a government satellite crashes outside a small town in new mexico and within minutes every inhabitant of the town is dead except for a crying baby and an elderly derelict the satellite 
and the two survivors are set to wildfire, a top-secret underground laboratory equipped with a nuclear self-destruct mechanism to prevent the spread of the infection in case of an outbreak. Realizing that the satellite brought back a lethal organism from another world, a team of government scientists race against the clock to understand the extraterrestrial virus, codenamed Andromeda, before it can wipe out all life on the planet. Aided by innovative visual effects by Douglas Trumbull of 2001 A Space Odyssey and Silent Running, and an unforgettable avant Guard Electronic Music Store by Gail Mel of the Senatal, Wise's suspense classic still haunts to this day and is presented in stunning, exclusive new restoration from the original negative. As always, Arrow has packed this release with all types of bonus features, uh, including uh, it's got an image gallery, a, a BD-ROM, so it's actually like an extra disc of the PDF of 192 pages of diagrams and production designs, uh, a portrait all about Michael Crichton, uh, the author um, himself, uh, audio commenta uh, commentaries, uh, a new strain of silence, science fiction, newly filmed appreciation, so there's another bonus segment there. Um, it is a new restoration from a 4K scan of the original negative, um, and if you get the first pressing, you get another one of those awesome illustrated booklets. Um, I'm telling you, they are swinging for the fences with this one, and Andromeda Strain is a new, um, new to me anyway, uh, so I'm anxious to check this one out, and like I said, those kind of, like, those kind of uh, virus movies like always seem to creep me out because they're just a little bit too real so maybe the extraterrestrial part of this might make me calm down a little bit shades of the blob in there for me but i'm excited to check out the andromeda strain and soon you will be able to too now ladies and gentlemen uh we're gonna go ahead and jump into our discussion on child's play child's play is the remake of course of the 80s uh horror classic with our you know awesome mascot of Chucky. Now, there's been a lot of controversy, and just in case you are not familiar uh, with it, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you a small, small um, version uh, of the controversy surrounding this film now, just so you have a little bit of background about kind of the current climate and the reaction to the production of this film. Now, this is the remake of the original film from the 80s. There are, of course, multiple sequels of Child's Play. You got Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, um, you have uh, Seed of Culty, Cult, uh, Curse, uh, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, uh, Cult of Chucky, Bride of Chucky. Um, like there's a lot, a lot of Chucky movies. I think there's, I think there's seven in all. Uh, so like the series has been ongoing for a while and actually has had a pretty recent release. I think as of the last like year and a half, the last one I think was, um, uh, Curse of Chucky. And I mean, it was awesome. Uh, the last couple of releases have been on, uh, VOD or direct to Netflix. And I, personally, I think that's been great because it's been super easy and accessible to be able to watch. Uh, and the movies themselves have actually been like scary. I, I really enjoyed them. And part of the criticism that a lot of people that, um, that, that surrounds this is that these movies are still ongoing. Not only are they ongoing, uh, but there's also a TV series being planned um, in the works. I believe it's supposed to premiere this fall. So it's pretty interesting. Um, well, that may be interesting. 
odd uh, that uh, the studio would go ahead and decide to reboot this franchise um, while you know the original is still going. Uh, and supposedly, what has happened? What happened in the beginning? The creator Don Mancini, um, he was approached uh, by the studio producing this, Orion Pictures, to be able to use his name on the poster uh, and in the production and um, you know. Um, advertisement uh, for the film uh, but as it uh, they basically said like you know this is our plan we're gonna remake this movie we just kind of want your approval and he's like you know I've been doing all these all these other movies they're still successful and you're remaking my film and you know it wasn't apparently uh, you know they weren't too happy about that which you could understand um, and there's been a lot of um, I guess uh, obviously support uh, for him because he was able to create us the character that we love so much and it's gonna definitely be kind of a hard pill to swallow when the studio uh, decides to remake that film while you're actively still working on it you know with success it's almost like you're competing against yourself uh, in a way um, and uh, because of that you know the horror community itself has been pretty vocal about you know, at least I feel like I've heard uh, a lot of people kind of stepping out against um, this movie. Um, so me being a horror fan um, and also being really kind of like a fan of the remake or at least the reasoning hopefully behind a remake bringing a new audience to the original films um i, I was kind of like in a weird place with this because I felt like the horror community on its uh, in in like the big picture wanted to like wants this movie to fail and wants it to be bad um meanwhile i'm sitting here and i'm like you know like me like i just want to i just want to see the movie hopefully i enjoy it and maybe like people go see this who wouldn't normally go see the original child's play films maybe they go see this film and if it's good and if they enjoy it maybe that encourages them to go out and see seek out more chucky seek out more of those you know original movies because there are a ton of them out there uh so in my mind i'm always like man i hope this does well and i hope people go and see it because that will keep chucky like in the conversation and it will hopefully bring new viewers to some of those original films and like I said there's a ton of them out there so that, that was my hope uh, in going to in going to see this I just wanted to kind of make up my mind for myself based on you know the, this picture uh, by itself really kind of without any you know exterior um, forces kind of telling me like what to think about it uh, and I really encourage you to do that with pretty much like like any anything really you know like you know don't you know, go see something go try something go do something and make up your own opinion uh you know as long as nobody is like you know you know actively being uh like you know hurt in the process and i guess you can obviously make the you know make the comparison that in this the original creator of the movie is you know being hurt because it's his creation but i do honestly feel that because of this more people are going to check out um you know the original films uh, but that being said because i don't want to kind of you know repeat myself in a loop that has been the controversy surrounding this picture so fast forward till today uh on june the 20th now this movie um has had a few showings as of now uh i caught the earliest screening that i could um partially because i was excited to check it out and also because i wanted to be able to get home at like a normal a normal time uh and um 
this is where the spoilers start because I'm kind of just going to take you, I'm just going to take you through it. Um, I didn't really know what I was going to, what, what to expect with this. I just wanted to walk away and kind of uh, enjoy it. And I didn't really know how they were going to take Chucky because in the original films, Chucky has a lot of different like supernatural elements to him. Um, you know, a uh, serial killer is dying and he uses a voodoo spell to put his soul into the Chucky doll. In this movie, that is not at all what happens. Uh, we are greeted with um, a little bit of an infomercial uh, from the uh, company producing uh, the Chucky or the buddy with an eye doll eye for like intelligent uh, and uh, kind of just taking us through and introducing the doll and his features and things like that and then we are kind of faded into a scene on the assembly line where the dolls are being created and uh, in this, one of the workers falls asleep on the assembly line. His boss comes over, yells at him, tells him, finish up that doll and like kind of get out of here. And the, the worker decides to, you know, seek his revenge by removing some of Chucky's um, behavioral units that kind of keep him, you know, uh, being a good guy, uh, pun intended, uh, and basically puts him back into the box and Chucky is sent off into the world um, with basically no behavior controls on him so he almost has like a free will in a way he's able to do things and say things that uh like the regular dolls would not be able to do so otherwise because of these modifications now uh what's interesting about this is that um like one like as soon as that happened i'm like oh like i mean i guess uh, they, they don't shy away from this in the previews of the movie you see uh that this is very much uh Ch chucky controlling a lot of your smart home devices and i feel like that's that is what's going on right now a lot of us have like some type of voice assistant or smart you know either obviously most people have a smartphone um you have maybe like alexa in your house or a google home or something like that your phone is likely has some type of smart features to it you probably integrate with something in your house in a smart way maybe a smart thermostat maybe a smart like the hue lights like all those type of products make somewhat of an appearance in this and i feel like we're not too far off so i can't really fault them for going down that road because we do have a lot of technology in our everyday lives so that usually is mimicked like you know in the movies in one way or another so i understand why it got put in there um, but to me like you know i really do enjoy that um, supernatural element in the original film and that is not in here uh, it is specifically because you know this modification has been done to his programming that he is kind of on this not even like a rampage what's interesting is that they don't take it that way like Chucky is not necessarily bad they do a good job at almost making you feel like you feel bad for Chucky uh, in the beginning of this film He's not, uh, he's not necessarily evil uh, right out of the gate. We are introduced to Andy and his mom. Uh, and uh, Andy's mom, played by Aubrey Plaza, does in fact work at a kind of not really like a department store like in the original film uh, more so in uh, like a Walmart or a Kmart type store and you know she's working uh, long shifts nighttime um, like doubles and things like that in order to make ends meet and uh, she is able to get her hands on one of these buddy dolls uh, as a comes in as a return because somebody returns it and they're saying that the doll is like malfunctioning and not acting normally so she kind of is able to uh, find a way to put some pressure on the gentleman ha handling the return and she takes the doll home uh, and they find find out that uh, Chucky is not really normal um, 
he uh, do these modifications he's not working perfectly but Andy is able to uh, kind of like use him and uh, play with him enough uh, and the first interaction we kind of see where Chucky is just like a little bit different uh, is where Andy is playing with him and um, uh, Andy's playing with Chucky and uh, like the cat is around they have a cat in this uh, and the cat takes like a swipe at Andy and uh, scratches him and leaves him uh, bleeding and Chucky's like you know well what happened um, and uh, Andy's like oh it's that cat he's a he's a jerk like I'm like he like don't worry about it Chucky sit tight and I'll go clean my cut and Andy, Andy returns and it turns out that Chucky is strangling the cat, um, kind of protecting Andy. He's like, I'm looking out for you, Andy. This cat hurt you. He's like, you wanted me to make sure that, like, you know, I'm here to make sure that you're happy. Um, and obviously that is not an appropriate reaction, but you could see why Chucky being a robot would do that. Uh, and there's a couple times where, you know, Chucky is standing up for Andy and the, the things that he's doing are bad, but his reasoning behind them is good. Uh, we have that, of course, that example there with the cat. And later on, uh, Andy's mom has uh, a boyfriend who comes over to the house and like he just doesn't see eye to eye with Andy. Um, Andy doesn't really like him. He's, he's pretty much a jerk, um, really just for the sake of being a jerk. And at one point, uh, he strolls, he runs into Andy's room, slams the door, and he's like, listen, Andy, if you have a problem with me, you tell me man to man. He's like, that's right. Like, like, I knew you didn't have it have it in you, and he, like, slams the door and leaves. And he's basically just super mean uh, to Andy for, for no reason other than the fact that he's mean. Uh, and Chucky witnesses this uh, and, of course, goes after him and tries to scare him and ultimately ends up, you know, murdering him. Um, but he, <laughs> before he actually um, murders him, uh, you know, he uh, just basically tries to stalk him and scare him. Uh, and you, you understand that, like, you know, Chucky is doing these things because... Um, he's looking out for Andy. He's like taking care of him. But as time goes by, Chucky ends up doing more and more things. He ends up killing the cat because he's trying to protect Andy. He ends up killing the boyfriend because he's trying to protect Andy. And Andy takes it upon himself to be like, yo, this is too, too much. Uh, and by this point, Andy has a couple friends uh, already. Um, we're kind of introduced to them. Uh, but he gets, uh, once he gets Chucky, he's kind of like out in the world a little bit more. Um, and he's a little bit withdrawn. He has a hard time making friends. And when he has Chucky, Chucky is like his friend to the end, uh, so so to speak. And uh, he goes out with him uh, out in the, like the playground. And he runs into some other kids, and they make friends. And they all think the fact that he is Chucky is super cool. And Chucky is like the new toy, so not too many people have him. Uh, and they live in like not the best neighborhood, so you get the impression that a lot of people don't have a toy like that here. Um, but and once they all kind of realize that like yo Chucky is up to no good, Chucky's bad, um, they all kind of decide to take it upon themselves to um, make sure that Chucky doesn't hurt anybody anymore and uh, they like they like destroy him essentially chop him up into a bunch of different pieces and throw him in the trash and um, like it, it, they do this and it's interesting because we're you know, it's not just Andy versus Chucky at this point. You know, we're rooting for, we're almost kind of rooting for Chucky in the beginning because he's looking out for Andy, a kid who doesn't, who, you know, doesn't really look out for himself that much. And uh, it's against these forces, obviously not the cat, but like the evil uh, boyfriend. Uh, and Andy's kind of, uh, Chucky's kind of got Andy's back and you're rooting for him. And then when the kids are forced to attack Chucky because, you know, he's going too far, like with the cat, um, specifically, um, he hasn't killed the boyfriend at that point. Um, but 
you know, it's it's all of them against Chucky, uh, and like the characters, like Andy's friends, really care about him. They're looking out for him. They're trying to do um, the best that they can for him. And Andy's like really upset because he knows Chucky isn't necessarily evil. It's just like that's he doesn't know any better because he's a machine. Um, but then later on, uh, Chucky is, um, you know, put back together by the super creepy guy, uh, who runs the building. He's kind of like the super of the building, uh, if you will. And, um, once he's put back together, Chucky is like out for vengeance and he decides he's going to like ultimately try to take back Andy by getting revenge and like killing that, killing the boyfriend, hinting that he's going to, to kill the mom. And he's like, Hey, like Andy, I've done these things. Like I'm here to protect you. Um, we could be, you know, we can be friends now. Like we're good. And Andy's like, no, like this is insane. This is not what we do. Uh, and tensions rise and Chucky goes to further and further lengths to prove that like, you know, he is Andy's best friend. And if no one, uh, you know, if he can't be Andy's best friend, then nobody could be Andy's best friend. Uh, and, uh, they made, they do that turn really well at making you, you go from like rooting for Chucky to rooting against Chucky to rooting for like Andy and his friends. Um, you know, and it goes, it goes back and forth and they just, they just do it really well. And what's interesting about this movie is that you have, you know, you have moments where we meet Chucky, like, first of all, Chucky looks weird. Chucky looks real weird in this movie. Uh, his facial, like, I don't know if it's like some type of like mix between CGI and puppetry, but his face is just it's strange. Uh, and there are moments in the beginning where Chucky's learning to talk and interact with Andy that are super awkward, super laugh out loud awkward. Um, but I, I, it's one of those moments like in a movie where that if you go with some friends, you're going to laugh. Um, and like, it's, it's one of those so bad, like so bad that it's good, uh, type of laughs. And I feel like there are multiple moments like that in this movie that are just, that are just funny. Um, and you can't, you can't take that, um, can't take that away from it uh you will have moments in this movie where uh like i said you'll you'll really be presented with no other choice but to kind of like laugh through it because there are some awkward pauses but there's also some moments in this movie where like you know some of the killings uh that chucky does are super gory so if you're into like that slasher thing like they've got that in here for you and then when andy is like really kind of taking it upon himself to take manners into his own hands and go out and fight Chucky and he has his band of friends behind him like you're rooting for them like you want them to get Chucky um which is awesome a lot of these slasher movies don't really do a good job of making you root against the villain the villain ends up being the hero and what's awesome about this movie is that they kind of sway that way in the beginning where you're on Chucky's side and then you're against him and to make you actively not like Chucky and make you root for the good guy in a horror movie is sometimes difficult uh but they do that well in this one. Uh, and like I said, there are funny moments in this movie. There are scary moments in this movie. Not super, super scary. Uh, I feel like it knows its tone well. Um, it's definitely not as scary as like the original films. Um, but that's okay. Like this movie is just, this movie is kind of just dumb fun. Um, and that's really all I wanted out of it. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to. I went into this movie thinking it was not going to be good. And I subconsciously feel like I didn't want to like this movie uh, because so much of like the horror, like, like I feel like so much of so many people I talk to are like, 
dead set against this movie and i'm like i'm gonna make up my own mind i'm gonna make my up my own mind uh you know and i am my own person and i did do that with this film um but i feel like i was judging this with a little bit more of a cautious eye when i went in there i was like all right well if i'm gonna like this like it better be really good you know i better really enjoy it um like i better be better be able to like defend it like i feel like i almost have to like rationalize uh my opinion even though i know i don't have to do that um but uh, i feel like you guys owe like i owe you guys an explanation um because I feel like I just don't want this movie to get prejudged. I don't want people to feel like they have to like hate on it just because uh, it's a remake of the original. This is its own its own film, and I feel like this movie is fun enough when you go in and see it. Like you will leave this movie and you will want to watch more Chucky, um, whether you have seen a Chucky movie or not. I feel like specifically if you have not seen a Chucky movie, I feel like there are enough moments in this movie where like it just feels like you're having a good time, which is why we go to the movie theater in general. Um, so no matter what you're going into, you know, this movie with, I feel like for you to walk out of this movie and not be like, okay, these moments in the, and, and, and not like recognize that it has several moments in the movie that are just a lot of fun. I feel like you have to almost just be going in expecting to have a bad time. And if you're going into any movie expecting not to like it, then like, why are you going? You know, there's no reason to, to go in to be like, oh, this is going to be horrible. I can't believe I'm going to see this. Then like, don't go. Um, but if you're if you go into this movie with an open mind, you will have a good time and you will want more Chucky. And I feel like that's positive. I feel like everybody can win with that. At least that's my opinion and my takeaways uh, for the Child's Play remake. But you know what? It's not all about my opinion and my takeaways. This is probably one of the best examples of like, you know, why I want to talk to all of you guys over on Twitter. My handle is at from the crib, the C-R-I-B-B-E-D. And like, please let me know what you think about this remake. I want to know where you stand because I feel like this is an interesting take on a movie that is beloved to a lot of the horror community. I feel like they did a good job with doing like a crazy kind of take on it. Uh, and I also feel like they inspired new fans to be able to go out and check out the originals because I feel like it was fun enough that uh, once you finish this movie, you will want to kind of continue that roller coaster ride. And those original movies are there and waiting for you. So let me know over on Twitter what you think about this. Did they make the? Did they hit the mark with the Child's Play remake or not? And of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will see you again right here on the Priest Network for Tales from the Crib. And be sure to check out the latest episode of It Came from Cherry Hill.